You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And it's your boy, Evan Kolosky. We're in a black dress shirt. That's I right. I haven't seen that in a while from Kolosky. Yeah, it's tough to pull off, but you know. You look like a, real uh, I got the chops. I you got look like a uh, server at a steakhouse, but I'll digress. Not with this skinny tie. <laughs> Fair. Uh, we are the host of the Locked On Steakhouse, Locked On Rays podcast, I should say. Part of the Locked On Hey, if it's Burns, I, I think, you you know, let's get that advertising money in there. Yeah. There That's right. Go. That's right. We're going to cut that. We're going to bleep that out, by the way, until they start paying up here. Um, <laughs> part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the offseason, folks. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe Burns Steakhouse will hire us for a live remote while people are trying to enjoy uh, fancy steaks and fancy wine and fancy drinks and fancy desserts. And then they hear us uh, yammering lads going about it, talking raised baseball. Well, I don't care. I'll sit outside. They can give me the food there. I mean, what could go better than with, uh, like a nice steak and then tr- baseball trivia and name that war? I mean, I, I can't see a better pairing no, than don't. that, honestly. To be quite yeah. A great pairing would be if the new Rays Stadium would be somewhere in the vicinity of Burns compared to uh, across the bridge. Right, boys? Yeah, that would be nice. Discussion, a discussion we've had uh, how, how many years? You guys have been doing it longer than I have. I believe, honestly, I believe the first time we had you on the show, Evan – one of our biggest topics was the stadium situation, and it's a never-ending situation, and it's a never-ending topic. And last week, there was a survey sent by MLB that kind of triggered some, some questions on what is going on. First of all, did both of you, none of you, one of you get this survey? Unless it went to my spam, I, I did not get it. Ditto. I did not receive a survey, so I don't know if it's reserved for season ticket holders or if you have to opt in to the Rays newsletter. I'm not sure. I, c- I couldn't find the survey anywhere. I went to the Rays website. I went to uh, Mark Topkins' blog, and outside of the screenshot that's on the Locked on Rays Twitter page, uh, I, this survey is nowhere to be found. You would think that they'd want people to take the survey and make it easily accessible, but evidently not. So that's my so that's my first big question because there were a lot of people on on the post saying that we did on Twitter, hey, I don't I don't have it, I don't see it. So th- was it because if you bought tickets this specific season, was it on a window of time that you bought tickets? Was it a number of times that you bought tickets with your MLB account, and thus they know that oh, this is a fan that's involved to be bought five, ten tickets, fifteen, whatever it was. I don't know. So that's my first question. What do you guys think was the algorithm or the standards that they use in order to send this to folks? I mean, it could be a litany of things. Look, when you don't want to make stuff like that readily available. The only reason is because you can't control your audience now. So, you know, if you go on the website and you get to 
you know, formulate your survey. I mean, great. You like, like you're invested in the raise. Ulysses, you're invested in the raise. Um, but what stops anybody from Houston, San Francisco, Dallas from jumping in on that survey and just throwing a curveball, which, you know, negates what they're trying to do. I mean, in the TV world, right, when we do ratings, we don't necessarily ask every single player in the in the designated market area, what are you watching, right? It, it, what happens is you have a select number of boxes, select number of counties, and then you gather up, you know, the information from the random draw that you pick. And you say, based on this sample size of people, then that is who we're going to choose here. And it gives you a good scope of what everybody in your area is kind of thinking. So, you know, there's, you'd have to honestly bring in sort of a, a statistical analysis, media relations type individual to give you really the depth of how they choose it. But I would imagine that there is some sliding scale of people who have bought raised tickets in the past year. You know, maybe they have a minimum of two or three games. I don't know. Maybe it's just one. But uh, probably a record of somebody buying tickets and then they're scoping out different areas uh, to try and see what they think over there. And and for me, I would imagine just guessing, no inside knowledge, zip zero. If it was me doing the survey, I would probably want to uh, pepper the Tampa area more than St. Pete. I, I know what my demo is there, right? I've been living there for you know, uh, the 20 plus years, 30 plus years, whatever. Um, but I want to see what people in Tampa think and what, what their thoughts are and, and hear what they have to say if they so choose to go on the other side of the bridge. Yeah, I, Ulysses, I don't know if you heard from listeners on whether they did or did not get the survey. I bought tickets to spring training game or games this season. I don't believe I bought a regular season ticket. I went on somebody else's behalf, but over the last couple of years, I've bought tickets to myriad Rays games. Um, I can't recall which zip code I put in, um, but I would think that, uh, you know, somebody who's bought and who spent the amount of money on Rays tickets and or merchandise over the past two, three, four years that I would have access to this thing. That's like, like yeah. it odd. sounds like you sound like a guy who's bought like a crap ton of lotto tickets and then say, I don't get it. Like I am buying the most lotto tickets out there. Why am I not winning the damn lotto? I, I get the, you know what? I take that back. I got the, cause I did go to a raise game. I must've bought tickets to a raise game this season because I got a survey and I think we talked about it. Yeah, you did. Um, you did. On an episode, it was uh, basically a a post game. How was your fan experience? Yeah, I think it was a Blue so Jay I, series that you went to. I, I think do, it was I a Blue Jay you, series. I remember you saying something like this. Yeah, yeah. And you so talked I would about think the party. that I, I would. You, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I would think that they would want to spread the survey around, unless they're just focusing on because Ulysses, you are a season ticket holder now. But the the cheap one, the the one that's like flexible, so like. It's, it's the one you put like 500 bucks and then you can just like pick your games whenever you want to go 
It's not like any premium. It's like the cheapest season ticket holder they have. And I'm like, all right, I'll take that one. Uh, so it's that <laughs> one. But again, like, I don't know. I, with what Evan said and from my stats knowledge from high school and college, like, it would seem to me that you would open up a little bit more than just the, the season memberships, you know, that you have. Like, there, there must be just some one-game ticket people that got the email like that's no and, way of actually doing a survey to just go into a, a niche group of people like that's, well that's and and to be a hundred percent honest again uh this is now just getting into the uh psychological side of my brain zero info on the inside period making that known uh but I really don't give a crap about the opinions of the season ticket holders because when I think about it, they are the most loyal fans. So I think that for the most part, wherever that damn stadium is, I believe they're going to be there, right? If they're showing up to the trop now with the attendance records and what we see and and what we've seen for, for so damn long, I believe they're going to show up wherever that stadium is. So you know what? Like I, and I and I don't mean that in a sense of like I don't care about the season ticket holders. Their opinions absolutely matter. I'm just saying when it comes to what the Rays need when they're looking for stadium placement and interest and if this really is something they want to do long term in the future, they need to find out if they can bring in the fringe fan to the park because that's going to be the difference between an average of 10, 11, 12,000 versus – getting it to 20,000, whatever it might be, getting it to 18,000 to a, to a, a, we'll say like a lightning home game, right? What they average is, is around 18,000 at the sellout crowd uh, close to it in Amelie arena. So that's sort of the, I think the opinions they need. Why are you going to the game and why are you not going to the game more? Uh, and this is, we're, we'll continue on this uh, because it is a, a fun, interesting topic and maybe get into the survey a little bit because I didn't get it, and neither did Klosky, evidently. So I guess uh, Ulysses is the only one that can give us the uh, the hard-hitting questions and in-depth analysis from this uh, survey. But first, we have to tell you about the commuter shirt from Rome. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head over to Rome.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order that's 20 percent off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash locked on and use code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n it is time to find your corner office comfort with rome um i just uh, scrolled through my emails my junk and my general inbox and uh no survey to be had i got uh, a lot of listener mm-hmm. Emails I got. Uh, I'm getting uh, the Adam Barry MLB.com raise updates. I would think that if I'm subscribed to that, I should be entitled to uh, your uh, piddling survey. But oh, uh, I guess salty, not. so salty. Now maybe maybe this is a situation where the Rays want to get the perspective of the super hardcore, the season ticket holders, the people that are totally totally invested, and then once they get that focus group taken care of, they send it out to the masses, the peasants, the peons. Uh, see, to me, thing, I Kevin. think the season ticket holders are more – I would have them in more of like a town hall setting. Like I, I, I really want to see them get their opinions in person and kind of just sift through it like that. I just – 
you have to understand what they are searching for. This, you know, this isn't a, uh, a best fan competition. This is more so what are we trying to do here? What information are we looking for? What is our end result? And as I said, I mean, there are things that need to be improved with the Rays experience. We all know that uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, it's, it's what is their end goal in sending this survey? And without that answer, we can't necessarily land on why emails are going here or there. But to point at that, we had one listener who doesn't reside in the U.S. of A., and I don't know how many games this person has gone to. They received it. They DM'd us. They're definitely not a season member. Uh, a season member. So like, it was a. It, there's a weird algorithm that happened for right. anybody to get this. So it's. I. I. I feel like we won't know the answer, but the questions inside the survey were very, um, were very telling. Uh, the angle that they 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 wanted to to focus in. There there were questions about would a uh, a stadium in a new stadium a new ballpark built in Pinellas make you go to the same amount of games, l- less amount of games, more amount of games. And honestly, like I know you you know I am a diehard for, of course, but I said no. I would I would go to less games. I would go to less yeah. games since since because I would feel like. I I, I I was let down by 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 building uh, so I, I I said no I, I would go to less games and then the same question what would you do if there was a new ballpark in Tampa I would go to more games I they asked mm-hmm. are you a, are you a member a season member or no I said yes and then the next question was how many do you go per year would that number increase if the stadium were in Tampa I said hell yeah I would go to more games heck if you build it in 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 Ebor or downtown, I might as I might as well take the tram or or, or take my bicycle and, and go to the stadium that way. Like I mean, so that's the type of questions that they were asking. But the the very intriguing part of of it all, and and I want to get your take on it is they mentioned Texas Live, that, which I know Kevin has gone to personally. I believe you as well, maybe Evan. I I, I might be misremembering. Texas Life, the Battery in Atlanta, Battery. Georgia, and in, uh, the Colorado Rockies Stadium. Mm-hmm. They were saying how it's ingrained into the city. Would that be appealing? Would that make you more go to more games if a stadium was built with that in mind? So, and, and everybody loves the Battery. I mean, the Battery though in Atlanta is, I mean, it's beautiful. It is definitely a ways away from the city now it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or whatnot but they i mean that i mean it's in the birds um court i mean course field is is fantastic that location is just awesome i mean you know for me that's like saying you're putting you know the Rays ballpark in in sparkman wharf and if you're able to minimize that gap there between ebor and sparkman and make something of it it might just be a little bit too far but if you have that tram you know that what they have cutting down there if you're able to Mm -hmm. make the last stop the new stadium then i think you've pretty much made that you made it easy on all the on all the fans and now you've interconnected the stadium to um what makes downtown tampa so exciting and, and so lovable um and young and vibrant um 
have not been to the Texas area, which is funny because the one place I have not been uh, working, working there, uh, working in in the state of Texas. I have not seen that, but um, man, it's tough to imagine like you revitalized Ebor a little bit more that that's not going to, first off, it's going to help out the area significantly. Right. B, um, it's also going to drive more traffic to the stadium. If it's in Ebor, man, it's going to be beautiful. You're going to have the water behind you. You can do so much with that. You know, the, yeah. the, the big the big hurdle is, again, out of all these, uh, these illusions and these dreams and these hopes and these wishes, is where do you get the money? If they're only putting up half of what is needed, then you have to ask yourself, where's that other half coming? And if it's from the state, you can do some, first off, we know that uh, as long as DeSantis is there, based on what he did to the race spring training complex, he's not going to just give sports teams money. So you, so we know that now. Um, how are you going to get that funding otherwise? Infrastructure. You, you try to find different ways to make the area better. And then by making the area better, you use that funding into your stadium, right? So it's like a win-win. Look, yeah. you know, the roads are better, and and we've created this. You know, the the highway is. Can you know you you you're able to pull from these different resources that the state has, and you can fill up money that way. But then I circle back to if the the city of Tampa and Jane Castor is looking to get a project like this done, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would love a new stadium. By the way. They, they, oh, come they, on! They already they have would. one. What's wrong with Ray, Raymond James? Yeah. Can anybody explain? First, this? Uh, I don't understand. No, they, are, they already fleeced the public once with that. There's uh, nothing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Ray J, but le- it's certainly not um, the sexiest stadium out there. I mean, look at just some of the new stadiums that are being built. Uh, Nashville's about to have a new one. Uh, Atlanta, um, uh, you know, I mean. Jerry's world and everything that went into that, that kind of kickstarted like a new sort of stream of, of stadiums. But the fact of the matter is the Buccaneers will be bringing in more money to the area regardless. I mean, between concerts, Super Bowl, college football playoffs. I mean, there's just a, a litany of events that you can bring into Tampa with the football stadium versus what the baseball stadium is going to bring you, which you know, you'd maybe, I mean, first off, the all-star game will come here. Uh, you can still do concerts there. Uh, but on top of that, what are the other marquee events? Like maybe some soccer matches. Uh, maybe you can eventually get an MLS team here and, 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 you know, send the, the rowdies up a level. But, you know, as far as like big, big money makers for the city, I'm choosing the football stadium over the baseball stadium as far as priorities are concerned. So there's a lot to digest and there's a lot to sift through as far as like how you're able to do this. And I mean, when you see the city of Nashville make a commitment, like they're going to make, we assume on that new football stadium, you wonder, are they willing to make that same commitment to a baseball team? Right now, I've always said this, right? And and I think this 
this goes back to, I mean, the, the great interview you did with um, David Sampson, right? Like, I mean, Major League Baseball wants to expand by two teams. So they want to pretty much hold Oakland and Tampa Bay by, by the neck and say, if you don't fix it, we're going to leave. Get what they want, have them fix it, then expand to like Nashville and Vegas. But I mean, even on top of that, you know, you still have cities like Portland and Charlotte who can make something of it too. So, you know, theoretically, there are still other options to leave and whatnot. Um, Am I wrong in suggesting that a new MLB ballpark would be a greater economic driver than a new NFL stadium? You're talking about 81 home dates versus eight home dates plus uh, a crap or two preseason games and the possibility of a playoff game. I know the world still does. How many can, you know, you know, give you years and years worth of impact there. But, um, and can you not sponsor a big event at, uh, at uh, Ebor Park, whatever it's going to be called? One Super Bowl in that stadium will fund. I can't even tell you how many race seasons with with the economic impact uh, and what what you would be bringing to town as far as sponsorships, right. corporate sponsorships, uh, the, the hotels, the you know what's going to be invested into the city as far as revitalization efforts. Because every time the Super Bowl's in there, you got to say, "Hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z," and boom, there it goes like a you know brand new Riverwalk. Like you know, there yeah. are things that uh, are poured into the city. Uh, you know, especially what the NFL kind of gives you uh, it's to help out as a thank you. So it, it's the stadium. It's the football stadium. Now, supplemental to that, it would be the baseball stadium would be great to have. Um, it'd be great to use and, and they would find good use for it. And there would be events and there'd be things that you'd be able to have there. It's just, um you know, I, I do think that if you have a baseball stadium, I, I don't see why you wouldn't make it multi-purpose with the rowdies involved, especially because it's under the same ownership group. Yeah. So that that to me, that seems one of the two. You know, like I mean, you have, you know, like you. I mean, Yankee Stadium, so prestigious, right? They host NYFC matches. Like, you know, don't they do? Don't they do the uh, the pinstripe bowl? Yeah, uh, they do all that like stuff. Two there. crappy college football teams that barely finished. And you would move, I mean, you would, I mean, it's, you can also bring back, I mean, you know, if, uh, you know, Ray J is not open, they used to do the, the, that East West Shrine Bowl game right at the drop. Yeah. You can bring that stuff back. There's a lot of creativity you can do in Tampa. Look, and you know, stuff like the, that the, the weather is going to help you out a lot. And, and with how SoFi Stadium was built in the way that, you know, it's kind of like open air, but not. I think that's kind of the future and what gives maybe the Rays hope that you can have, you know, a closed off stadium that's still kind of open air without having the monetary expense of a retractable roof. Because, I mean, you need, 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 need a roof on top of that building. There is no way around it. Like, right. the summers no. suck. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that was part of the the survey as well. That that part of making it multi uh, usage or whatever the the word is, and 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 different seating. That's the one that got me too. It's there were uh, like spring training type of lawn 
seats available like can you rank these types of seating like a, a suite a luxury suite and uh, normal uh, ballpark chairs and uh lounge tables and and then the berm i think berm is the the type of, of calling that the berm seating bleachers uh, uh, basically they want to make it like a cozy 25k but with like different types of seating so there would be more price ranges so like the cheapest would be hey you bring a picnic blanket and and you, and you sit in the lawn and you watch the ball game like dude like I, as as a Rays fan that wants a new stadium in Tampa and and if it would be in Ebor or downtown, like just like thinking that it would not take me an hour and a half and it would only be like a twenty minute bicycle ride or a seven minute car ride, and then I would get to just put a blanket down in the lawn, watch a ball game for fifteen dollars. I mean, that's just a dream. And I, I really hope that because MLB sent this and it wasn't the Rays sending this, that it's MLB kind of, like you said, choking them out and saying, we need a decision and we need it quick. Um, I don't know, Kevin, does this type of, 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 of survey being sent by MLB and not the Rays maybe change your opinion that we might get to see, might get to hear some stadium big headline before december 31st 2022 well my opinion doesn't necessarily change on that but i am curious what klosky has to say about that because we did discuss that uh last week earlier this week uh the timeline is running together as over the next couple months if there's going to be a big headline earth shattering movement with the race stadium situation or is it just going to be the same humdrum, mealy mouth articles that come out? Or is there going to be like, oh, it, like there's an oh crap moment coming up? I mean, they need to do something, right? If they're going to meet the 2027 deadline, um, which is when the trial deal runs out. I mean, uh, I think by the time you add up all the time, uh, I'm like, I think it takes like five years, right? So it's like the end of 2020, like the end of this year, maybe the beginning of 2023. Yeah. You got to know what you're doing. Now, having said that, there is still a little bit of a game of chicken you can play because if you're going to make it in 2028, you can always call up the trop, extend the lease by a year, and figure it out. And I'm sure it would, you know, you'd be able to do what you got to do. But it's just, it is so complicated there's been so many directions this has gone and um it's really the i mean this not even raise fans i mean just just anybody who lives in this area is so over it that they just want a resolution and it it i just like i don't think there's like anything like this in the world of sports of just having a stadium issue drag out as long as it has. And we look over to the West and Oakland is on a three year in the future of us. By that, I mean their lease ends after the 2024 season. It's 2022, October 19th, as we're recording this and they have no answer yet. Yeah, They haven't broken ground. So what I'm saying is I hope to hear something and I'm putting it out there in the ether because if not, and we follow Oakland's uh, path, that might mean that we can, we not, we don't hear anything till what? 2025. 
like they like they uh, are, are witnessing right now it's it's enough and, 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 an answer, and that's man. A, and that's the thing too is like you know um i mean for oakland as well right if they want to move to vegas if that's like what they're trying to do they need to come to a decision so they can build a freaking park in vegas like what are you going to do you're going to play you're going to play in vegas at the triple a ballpark for for three years i mean it just no yeah i i I hate to be a debbie downer here but here's the situation is this is going to be a terrible time to try to massage uh the the public and the fan base on building a new stadium because uh construction costs are out the roof uh you got the supply chain issues um we could be headed towards a recession um not only that i mean uh taxpayers don't want to pay any more taxes uh whatever it is they like i mentioned a couple days ago they don't want to increase taxes in hillsborough county to pay teachers more so uh i Stu's going to have to come up. They're going to have to get creative about how they're going to finance this thing. I'm just saying. I mean, at least until, you know. How much How much money could you get from tourist tax? I, I, I wish one of us was a, yeah, a lawyer. You could probably, I mean. I mean you get a you, you, for that, right? You can get, I mean, yeah, that's of course. I mean, adding a, adding a couple of pennies yeah. to, the, that's an easy solution yeah. to an extent. That is, but you have a lot of. There's a lot of other hands in the cookie jar, if you will. Yeah, it's not like the hey, Nikki, we're going to allocate it all to the, the mouse. Race. Exactly, and that's and yeah. and then you have to balance what Kevin's saying, right, with like the optics of hey, we have all this money, it's going to the stadium, it's not going to the teachers, and then Jane Castro has to get in front of everyone and explain why you're doing that. You know, it's just there's it's very complicated and. It's going to bring certainly, jobs, baby. You know, certainly there are, I mean, we could spend literally like three hours talking this through and, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and then revisit it the next day after we take a break. Yeah, so a hundred percent. Yeah. It's going to be a, it, it was already a tough sell to, Hey, we want, we'll, we'll foot half the bill and then uh, the public foots the other half. Now it's going to be an even in, sell. in yeah. the end. The Rays are super creative, and I don't know why they have not been creative enough with figuring out a way to make a deal on a stadium beneficial for both the community and for the Rays. And I just think you have to tap into some fun, quirky element that's going to bring people out there that is so different than every other stadium that people like, you know, you bring out the lounging, like, you know, create center, like, you yeah. know, right, right field is, is no seats. It's just a party area. And it's like $5 come in, whatever it might be. That's what and, it sounded like it, you know, like a whatever it is place. Yeah. Well, like, but- whatever it might be, you just, you just have to create something to where it's awesome, you know, and, and you know, I don't know, bars and areas open like on game days till two, like whatever it might be. I don't know. I don't know those answers. I, I'm not even saying my ideas are good. They're coming off the head in like two seconds, but no, that that's the just, issue for the Rays. They've, they've been brainiacs at on the field product and yep. fostering a extreme. So they did come up with the Montreal plan, which yeah, they they've been great at the, the on field aspect, but as far as the public engagement, the marketing, the creative ideas to get butts in the seats and get people to spend money and to generate goodwill surrounding the fan base. Uh, 
it's been a dud generally. Um, yeah. So, you know, take that for, for what you will, but great discussion. I'm sure uh, it won't be the, the last discussion that we have on uh, the stadium debate. Uh, and maybe there's a, another, there's a, a phase two, phase three, second, third iteration of a survey uh, still waiting on mine, you know, but uh, maybe salt truck. Yeah. So salty. I love taking surveys. So, um, <laughs> you know, if, uh, if the, the big, PR can I speak it, to your manager energy over here? Basically. <laughs> Kevin's the new Karen. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you on Friday again with Evan Klosky.